because I, it was so cool to not know because then once I knew it all went into like my mind and I was like, I have to learn this system because I use a lot of different tools with students every day that are like career assessments. And it's all about not memorizing, but really knowing those tools to then type people. So of course my brain just went full on, like you need to memorize the system. You need to learn all about the centers and the energy types. And I, I went into the land of what's called pop HD and didn't know it for probably about a year. Um, but I'm a third line. So that's again, I think what I needed to do. And then I, I started discovering some people who are much more based in source material from raw, some people who've been through like the international school of human design. I had a reading with John Cole from human design collective. And I was like, wait, yeah. okay, back up. <laughs> so it just, yeah, I had to like, start over basically so yeah yeah and to be very honest I was probably pop HDO a while back I would say that mm -hmm. um I got into human design and very quickly it was it just clicked for me and you know I I read a bunch of stuff and I was like yeah this is it this is what I'm doing with my life and I started making content around it which is what a lot of people do, I think, because that mm -hmm. helps them integrate it. Like I felt like I was kind of making that content because as I was studying it, I needed to, especially as a fourth line, like I needed to externalize and there was nobody to externalize. Mm -hmm. And so I just needed to put it out there. And then similarly to you, as I studied deeper, I realized, oh, this <laughs> is in human design. Like, oops. No. I yeah. am doing this all wrong and you know same came across a bunch of people who who were like either formally educated or, or were at least studying from mm -hmm. the source and you know yeah. I could slowly begin to recognize just the difference in the frequency between you know just mm -hmm. someone who has this information within them mentally versus someone who lives it because even yeah. You know, you can like have paragraphs and paragraphs of information and someone can come in and say two sentences and you can just <laughs> melt into the ground and be like, mm -hmm. what did you just say? Like that yeah. changed something within me, that moved me. And um, I think that's a pretty common experience with a lot mm -hmm. of people who come across HD. I think it's just part of, especially if like you're, you're, you're active on Instagram and stuff. And even on Facebook, I feel like there's a lot of nonsense that goes on there as well. Yes. Till you yes. get to the, <laughs> the good stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who said this, but there are a lot of HD like tourists, right? And rightly so, not everyone is really going to live their design. There are only certain mm -hmm. amount of people that are on that fractal that are here to live their design and get into the to the knowledge deeply or actually live it deeply because it's not important and especially mm -hmm. for for generators right yeah uh, unless you you really have a response for studying human design it really doesn't serve you because like you said it can get so mental and mm -hmm. then it takes instead of bringing you into your body <clears throat> it actually takes you away from your yeah. body and into your mind because there's all of these things and you know there yeah. are these people that know all of these things and you feel like oh it's that simple I have to wait to respond and then I just have to mm -hmm. check in with my emotional authority if I'm clear on the decision or not you know yeah. <laughs> it's and I'm wondering like um how it has been for you to, that like from first finding out mm -hmm. that as a generator, your strategy is to wait to respond. What did that mean for you when you got started on your journey? And what does that mean for you now? And if there is a difference? Um, and I, again, then how that correlates with your authority and kind of if you've seen a progression in the way that you understand emotional clarity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, great questions. Well, Waiting to respond felt like, immediately I thought, so I'm just not supposed to talk. So until you actually understand what your response in your body feels like, it can be very mentally confusing, which it's not, it's not for our minds to even know. 
And I told people like the reason our neocortex isn't even fully formed until 25 is because we don't need it to make decisions, right? Like if you're a sacral, all you need is your sacral to like have a response. You don't need your mind to do anything. Um, but it wasn't until, so like pretty early on in my first six months with my projector friend, it was just with food. She was like going through, she was like, we're going to make a list of all the things that you actually eat. Like, what are you currently eating? And I was just like, really, we're gonna make a list of the stuff I eat. And we did that. And she was like, okay, are you eating? Like, how do you feel when you look at eating this meal? And it was just guiding me through the feelings in my body between like, I have a lot of energy to digest this thing versus no, I should really eat that kale because it's good for me. And that was when I first realized that my body was even responding to something. Um, so that became like a magic power, just starting to, to feel like, no, I don't wanna wear that, I'm not responding to it. Or no, I don't wanna go watch this show because again, I'm not responding to it. But emotional authority, I didn't really get in touch with until I met with Brayton. I had a session with him probably about a year ago, a little less than a year ago. Um, and he, first of all, the session with him, you know, I was like sitting there waiting because I had <laughs> sessions with Sam before that, you know, Sam's like, all right, let's go like all in. And Brayton gets, first of all, I'm sitting here for 15 minutes waiting for Brayton, which I was like, I knew that I was prepared to wait 15 minutes in, we get on and I can barely hear him. And he like, doesn't really say much. And I'm just like, is he waiting for me to say something? So I had to just like sit there with that, that discomfort of waiting, but like, that's exactly what it is when you're an emotional authority. So he asked me what it felt like, what my way felt like, and I couldn't tell him. So that's when I knew I didn't know what it felt like. And since then, like, it was just this series of looking at transits and understanding if something else was defined like 37 fort channel of community that's not my wave and feeling how tribal and like that's what the ratchet wave um and i do have a tribal wave but it's still different with 59.6 um or feeling my son's wave he's 39.55 channel of moodiness his is totally different and he doesn't want anybody around him and understanding then like what is actually my wave and feeling the difference and knowing when I'm in a low and how often I probably suppressed the lows and didn't let myself feel them. So now I'm like, okay, great. I'm in a low. I'm going to tell everybody <laughs> I'm going to put it out on Instagram and I'm going to get really creative and just let it be a part of me okay what was the question I'm off like on a tangent but that's perfect for me because I <laughs> as you talk more and more it's like the stuff just goes on man like I want to ask you about yeah. this and this and this, and this. <laughs> um something that you said that really is beautiful is what you what you said about I'm going to get really creative and that's a really key point to understanding that your emotional low is not there to torture you it's not mm -hmm. like the odds are against you you know it's not like someone yeah. is punishing you for something that is mm -hmm. actually quite a deep purpose behind going through the highs and the lows that you go through and exactly mm -hmm. what you said that there is so much creativity that can be found in going through those extreme emotions if only you learn to be comfortable with them because that's mm -hmm. the first step if as an emotional being you cannot own your emotions and you cannot sit with them like you're mm -hmm. you don't and again that's so hard because of the world that we grow up yeah. in the conditioning around emotions and mm -hmm. I mean especially for for men I feel like it's even harder mm -hmm. to 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 because it's just more taboo and it's 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 just something that they feel like is wrong or they're not going to be looked mm -hmm. at 
you know, like a stereotypical, I mean, it's just emotions are just not accepted. Let's just say that in the world that we live in, like we pretend to to be okay with crying. We pretend to be okay with emotions, but actually the truth is that we are not comfortable as a collective. We are not comfortable with emotions. And, you know, when we see a display of them and again, me as a non, non-emotional non and I have a lot of hanging gates uh, on mm. my solar plexus. And so I'm I always like interacting with emotional beings and I'm mm. always like either defying through transit. So, and I've even had like romantic relationships with only, mostly only emotional. So I've had like a yeah. taste of what hap- what does it feel like when a person is going through their emotional wave, but they don't accept it. And then I yeah. have to that. Yes. That's, oh my gosh. There isn't really a word to describe the kind of discomfort that really is because here you are in a room with someone who does not accept the depth of what they are going through. And actually, they don't even reach the depth, right? Because if no. you try to stifle uh-uh. the wave, if you try to like make it go away or you try to distract yourself, it just... Yeah. You, you never get to clarity and so we have all of these like half of humanity that is emotional is running around mm-hmm. with yep. just just unclear and just feeling really uncomfortable in their systems and trying to avoid it at all costs and the rest of us are just amplifying that and yeah. it's just a it's a weird world to live in because it's just yeah we never get to the depths of no of, what we're here to get to and like yeah there's beautiful art in the world and yes it's come out of melancholy and yes it's come out of lows but to me I can just see like if we really were like in touch with our emotions the kind of art that can come through and the kind mm-hmm. of like experiences that can be shared and the kind of depth yeah. that can be brought forward is just immense and it's such a shame mm-hmm. that we never never get to experience that and so it's my like plea to emotionals to really work and like sitting with it and trying mm-hmm. to find a way to be and this is so like <laughs> such a non-emotional thing to be like, just be comfortable with your emotions, people, so that I can be comfortable <laughs> being around you. But you know, yeah. like I love that depth. Like I love when yeah. when I'm around someone who even when they're in their low, like uh-huh. I love being around an emotional who wants yes. to be there when they're in their low because it's so beautiful and it's such a creative, mm. fertile place. Yeah. It, it really is and yes. it moves me it moves me to be creative and I mm-hmm. I just I love the taste of that I love the flavor of that and so I love that you brought up the creative aspect of it because mm. more people need to become aware of this right where there's no point just chasing euphoria if you can't accept no. the other other side right because then the euphoria that you experience is not even real yeah. euphoria because you stifled that's what happened this week like my son starting a new school the first day was like an intense low for both of us and he wanted he was like I can't go I can't do this I can't go back we're both third lines we're both emotional and I was like we need more information we need to see the rest of the classes we need to see the rest of the week and this is what's tricky too. If he's like, no, I can't go. And his authority is emotional and he's in this low of his wave. It's about slowing down so that you can have like the depth of relationships too. Because if he's going in to this new space and not comfortable with people the first day, that doesn't mean he'll never be comfortable with him. And it's, it's so tricky because you think he can have a sacral no, but it's like, and I want to honor that sacral no, but that's not his authority. So he has to like go again and be subjected to a space that doesn't feel good at first to see if it's correct eventually. But without that, like if I had just reacted and tried to problem solve during a low for both of us, like that's what took me out to Oregon. I moved to Oregon, not on a whim, but like applied to jobs because I had to get out of the low that I was in at the time 
And then I moved all of our family out there. And then we only stayed for four months because it wasn't right. <laughs> so like <laughs> totally six, three, <laughs> like all the third line. But if we had just said like, nope, we're not going to do this school. Like he went back the next day and it was, I had a great day and I made all these new friends and you know, that's the high. So today I'm anticipating somewhere in between. And I don't know what it looks like in the future, but yeah, the low is so necessary for the high to even exist. Yeah, for the real high to exist. And I'm just very curious about, have you noticed a pattern? And I want to know more about your waves specifically, mm -hmm. uh, the 59.6, because it's such a, it's mm -hmm. such a such an interesting wave because actually the the gate six is kind of the source of all of the other waves in mm -hmm. the solar plexus system and so it, it in a way it charges the solar plexus to have all of those other waves and so there is mm -hmm. this sense of i don't know like i don't know if i can say the calm before the storm because i'm sure that you experience the storm as well yeah uh, but it's like it's like you know, holding all of these potentials within it and then releasing it into the solar plexus. So I feel like there is this mm -hmm. tendency to almost on a very deep level be able to relate to other ways. And tell me if I'm mm -hmm. completely wrong because this is all just coming. No, that's true. Yeah, because mm -hmm. it, it does stem from that. And so I'm very curious about what your wave kind of feels like for you in your system. I know that if you read about it, it's kind of the one that, goes up and then stalls a bit and it's not yeah. it's traditionally not as intense as say some of the other ones or it doesn't spike sure. as much as the other ones mm -hmm. uh, so I want to know what that feels like for you in your body and is there is there a pattern to it is there a time frame mm -hmm. or does it it depends on what decision it is like maybe it's shorter for some decisions longer for other decisions oh yeah Mm -hmm. I love all the questions because I'm like you're just pulling stuff out of me that I don't even know. Can you just set up the details? It's like I it, I noticed this even in the first episode. I was like, why do I have to make all of my questions so long? Like Pragya, why can't you ask? No, me? it's great. It's all it's of great. My, yeah, it's the sixty. Yes, I love like, all the details. All the details. <laughs> yes, yeah, I get that. Um, Okay, so the waves are definitely sh like shorter in length or longer in length, depending on the type of decision for me. I don't have an emotional wave over food, like <laughs> a consecutive determination. So like when I'm hungry, there's not even anything to think about. It's just, I'm going to eat this thing. So if it looks good, I'm going to eat it done. If it's someone inviting me to come over or someone wants to come over and see me immediately. I call it my like emotional armor comes up. I imagine myself being like a flower that hasn't opened yet. And so, you know, you're in there and it's dark and you can't see anything. And if you try to force the flower open before it's ready, it like doesn't bloom properly. It just, you destroy it basically. So when it's someone inviting me to something where there's a commitment to spend time together, <laughs> when I can tell it's probably going to be a no, I like just, I get the armor and there's nothing. It's just sort of like, this isn't clear when it's a high. I know what that feels like now. It's like, yes, we should do this. We should totally hang out. Let's put this on the calendar. And that I know is a high. And then I go into the like, regret or remorse or like as we get closer to the day it's like ooh, I want to back out of this so now what I do is when I'm invited to something like that it's wow this sounds really exciting can I get back to you and if I don't get back to them then it's not supposed to happen um and this last week I was invited to go to somebody's house for dinner. And I was like, I don't know yet. I have to think through it. Like I have to sit with it. You know, I told them think through it just so that it wasn't like explaining a wave. And now I know why I never had clarity because it was like the day where Marcel, my son and I were both super emotional and I'd had no room for anything else. Like I was full. So depending on what the situation is, the wave will be longer or shorter. Okay, so my wave specifically 
yes, I do feel that like burst and then it'll kind of peter out to something less um, severe, both the high and the low. Um, the low can be just like this intense, like almost like anger, especially it's part of that ego defense circuit where if I don't know, the cat brings something into the house or like kills a butterfly and I'm just like in this low and I'm just like, the world sucks right now. And then I don't know, 10 minutes later, it's, it's no big deal. Like I'm still sad, but like, oh, well, what are you going to do? But when I'm with other waves or the transits are activated, like having Marcel with 3955, it's almost like an add-on to my wave or Pascal and I, so my partner, we have 3740 together. Dang that one I feel. And that's like the relationship. It just like starts out small and then it just like builds until something blows up and it's always something stupid. Um, and when I'm with other people who do have emotional definition, the intensity, the length of the lows and the highs are usually more, I don't know. It's like, there's more layers to it. There's more depth. There's more of a story. Whereas mine is just kind of like, it's there and then it's gone. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> Um, I wanted, as you were talking, something was coming to me and it was like, Courtney, are you comfortable telling people to wait? Yes, now I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that's been, been a journey because I have two emotional parents, both tribal and emotional yeah. as well. And so I've noticed with them that there are times when they want, they want time, they need time. Mm -hmm. But the, the want to support, the want to be there, and they mm. have not have the 4730 as well. So, yes, you know, really wanting to be there for yeah. the community, putting in the work, like making sure that they show up for their people and their family is a big part of them. And so I have very much noticed them compromising on their own clarity mm. in order to support other people. And I'm wondering if, that's something that you notice within yourself before and like mm -hmm. what did it take for you to to, to come out the other side <laughs> yeah oh my gosh I said yes to everything everything I have open heart with three hanging gates so with multiple activations like I at work would always take on everything and it was never never enough not for other people not for myself um gosh, saying yes, just felt like how often women are raised too. like, you need to be there to support. And like a lot of my design is about support and like caring for other people and being there, like I'm tribal, but then when I don't really want to do something or like not even taking the time, it was like, I'll say yes now. So this person will leave me alone. And then I'll deal with that thing later. Oh my gosh. Then it just grows. And it's this like plant that I didn't want to grow. And now I have to take care of it. And it's just, it feels awful when it's like that now. Well, the reason I got there is because my body just kind of shut down. Like once, um, once I did start meeting with that projector, the first one to in introduce me to human design, her name is Katrina, by the way. I'm allowed to like tell people who this is. I just, like I wasn't digesting food properly. I wasn't sleeping well, like everything. My body was cold all the time. It just felt awful. But I was proud of my busyness and proud of like, look at all the work that I'm doing. So when I started saying, I need time to think about this, everybody freaked out. Like my boss had asked me one time, can you commit to doing these days in the office over the summer and he asked me on a Thursday I said can I tell you Monday like can I let you know on Monday and he said yeah that's fine and when I told him that following week like yeah I can come into the office and he was like can I ask you why you hesitated and I said oh I just needed to sit with it I didn't want to like say yes and then have to say no and he'd come up with this whole idea of like she's leaving, she's got another job, she's 
doing who knows what he was thinking but it was just this mental trip he was on and I didn't even think about it over the weekend I just let it sit there and then I saw him later the next week and just was like oh yeah I can do that because I'd had time with it to digest um now what's so great is the people when I say like can you ask me again in two days and if they don't ask it's like such a relief I'm like well you didn't ask so I'm not doing it well that's such a good way (laughs) that's such a good way of Mm -hmm. uh you know like getting like making sure that people really want you to because the big thing with being emotional is that you know you got to make sure that the other is correct for you because if the Mm -hmm. other around you is not correct for you it means that you're you're never going to be given your due and your time and your space which is absolutely integral to your process and Mm -hmm. um you know it's so important and I personally as a non-emotional have had huge like grievance around this like uh, before Mm -hmm. um HD and Mm -hmm. I used to always feel like why does everything happen in this other person's time? You know, like yeah. if it's a yes for them, then it's a, it's a yes for me kind of like, because mm-hmm. again, I used to get really like taken with, with the other person's yes. I also have seven open centers and a penetrating yep. observing aura, right? And no, no idea about conditioning and no idea about impact of the other on me. And so I always felt kind of like bulldozed yeah by emotionals and really resentful and bitter that I never got to decide the time of Mm -hmm. anything I never got to set the rhythm of anything and it almost felt like my rhythm was always compromised in order for me Mm. to keep here and as I've sort of learned about all of this I've kind of learned Mm. that you know there's nothing personal first of all about that it's not like the other person is kind of wanting to dominate the rhythm it's their nature mm-hmm. it's not something that they're choosing to do in order to make you and again undefined yeah. people, right so I'm like feeling mm-hmm. all of these things and you know all of the feelings of is it yeah. me? there's something wrong with me and all of that and you know I, I really realize that it's it's not personal and secondly I now am very cognizant of the fact that if I can't wait for someone then I'm not right for them no matter yeah. how attractive I find them mm-hmm. or no matter what I think they can add to my life etc cetera, etc cetera. like sure but if I cannot wait for the for this person for their emotional process then I'm not mm-hmm. the right person for them and they're not the right person for me because that's what emotionals need in yeah. order for them to really reach their depth they need people who are who, are, who don't take the waiting personally, who don't take right. their process personally. And I feel like it's not just the emotionals that need to sort of learn to set their boundaries really clearly, but it's also people on the other side that have a huge learning curve. And, you know, when it comes to, okay, how do I, how do I see everything that happens in this relationship mm-hmm. when it comes to waiting and setting the rhythm of things? And, yeah. and am, I, am I comfortable with that? And if I'm not comfortable with that, then is it really right for me to be here? And and those are questions, you know, for you to sit with and for you mm-hmm. to sort of work through. And I'm still working through that because sometimes I still feel like that around emotions. And yeah. then because I understand that process, I try to, to be like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to disrupt someone's process because yeah. I need things to be a certain way, right? There is a time that comes in your process where you you really do get to that point Mm -hmm. of no choice you know yeah they're not choosing to be this way and again like you know you can you can know all all of human design but if you cannot like wait for it like something as basic as you know if it's correct for Mm -hmm. you like wait for them to really go through that process then what are you even doing in human design yeah exactly I mean I didn't feel any pressure from you regarding this like podcast that we're doing together because it did take the time that I needed to feel comfortable and even like today it was just nice to have like is today still good you know and to have that openness whereas like we had our sync break 
I don't know, this was like a year and a half ago and my husband wanted to go immediately pick out a new one. And I just like the armor went up and I was like, we can go look at all the things you want. I'm buying nothing today. And it took six months, six months before I was ready. And I had to be ready, you know? So like he has to compromise with stuff like that, the bigger decisions. Um, but like, I still feel the pressure from him. Like the come on, like we need to be doing this. Or like right now I'm in the process of trying out a new mattress. And like, I'm so excited that I have a 90 day trial to decide if I want it or not. And he was like, are you said you might not like it. Should we just like send it back and get you a new one? I'm like, not yet. I'm taking my time with this. Like, I don't have any clarity. I slept on an air mattress for almost two weeks before I even got this one because I'd gotten rid of my other bed that I was ready to get rid of, but I didn't have clarity on what I was supposed to get. I'd go to order it. And every time I just sit there and be like, well, it's not right now, I guess I'll <laughs> sleep how I'm supposed to sleep. But when people don't understand that, like so many times, if I've been forced to make a decision when it's like, well, I need to know if you're going to this gathering tomorrow that's happening and I've just been told about it and they're like well this person needs to buy food for the amount of people that are coming so we need to know if you're going and it's like that I'm not going because you're not giving me the space that I need and that's what the whole world has felt like to me like the whole world feels like it's set up for strategic non-emotional beings who can plan things and have everything go according to plan and that's that's how I get physically hurt like that causes pain for me now yeah and not just mm -hmm. physically hurt, like your spirit gets hurt, right? Because when yeah. you're trying to be someone you're not, and it, it takes so much energy and it takes like, I don't know, there's just this feeling of like, I'm dying a little bit second by second yes. on the inside, trying to be. Mm -hmm. And I I love that you said that it is, it feels like that for me as well, designed for like quick strategic people. And yeah, I am neither of those things also right yeah uh, my process and my authority takes very long sometimes yeah. very very short amount of time as well like sometimes it's it's there yeah but sometimes like same I can take years I can talk about yeah. something for years and still do nothing mm -hmm. about it and um and in terms of being receptive I I have a receptive mind and um a passive brain and observer in my environment the only thing mm -hmm. left about me is is my focus yeah. uh, is my view so it's a focused view so I and again like I've been so emotional about this the whole day today because mm -hmm. I also have transitoriness and a lot yeah. of emotional stuff going on so that yeah. might be it as well but all of us have abstraction uh yep. right now for us and I just woke up in the morning with like images of me from back in school mm. um, and uh, and they were I felt like such a horrible like feeling in my heart and I mm. probably will get emotional talking about it because that's okay one I'm indirect light right yeah. I'm really not designed to be up there in the daytime going to school and like no. trying to grasp anything. And on top of that, the kind of schooling system that we have and the, the stuff that we're taught and the way that we're taught it is just, it, it never registered. And, you know, when Ra, mm -hmm. I don't know in what lecture, he kind of says like, oh, receptive beings are those kids like in the classroom that are just kind mm -hmm. of floating. You know, yes. But the kids that that they can focus and they're looking at you and you know they're taking information in and you know yeah. there is a certain amount of focus coming and then there are ones that are just floating and I used to float. Yeah. <laughs> I used yeah. to float around and feel like I don't know, just like present but never present, and feel mm -hmm. so much stress about producing stuff and like having like breakdowns before every exam being like yes how can I 
be reading this for five hours and not be able to mm -hmm. pull anything out because again like if you're right if you're mm -hmm. a receptive being you're 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 absorbing the information but there's no mechanism for you to go in there and bring it no. out yourself. there is just yeah. no way you can do that and those stupid question papers they just like bring out the rage in me like yeah you can ask me just a question and you think that it's just going to come out it doesn't come out and no. stop in school you know I went to law school and that was the that was that was legitimately legitimately when I just I just completely like had a total breakdown yeah. when it, and now I can look back and be like oh this is my rightness just freaking out because yeah there is no way for me to produce all of I would literally blank out like I would go to my exams mm -hmm. and I would study and I, it's such a strat like uh, I, it hurts my heart when I think about this mm -hmm. time I would like write down so I would try to like remember all of the information like all of the cases and yeah. all of the information and then I would try to recall them and I would never be able to recall anything so I would write everything down like I had notebooks and notebooks and notebooks yeah. full of of me just trying to write everything down so I can remember it because my mom would be like oh just write it down you know that's going to help you writing it helps you memorize it and and at mm -hmm. one point of time I would just like you know you write the first letter of the word and that's how I would write because I would have to repeat the information so many times that I couldn't oh write gosh. the whole stuff and like I used to I used to be up the whole night before my exam and go into my exam with like two Red Bulls and and it was just <sighs> it was so painful for me yeah to go through that as a writing and and then I came like across human design and it's like okay wow like I always knew I was intelligent in some way so I wouldn't say that mm -hmm. I was because I do have that logic right and it does show up and I, I am a mental director mm -hmm. so it does show up but you know like but there was there were moments in my life where I was like I'm just not made to survive in this way like I cannot yeah. strategize for shit yeah, I don't know same. what I'm doing with my life like I'm 26 years or whatever like a few years back and I'm like Mm -hmm. everybody everybody around me is like fancy jobs all of my friends mm -hmm. are doing well and I'm just like what am I doing that's I totally feel that and like the the crazy part is sometimes my job will have you know these questions preparing students for interviews of like so what's your five-year plan and if they say I don't know how to answer that I'm like then don't like you don't have to answer this question if that's not who you are then like let's focus on the things that are your deal breakers, right? So we'll go more into like, do you need to work with people or not? Which is, you know, I probably treat everybody like a generator with my yes or no questions, but I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I, I read a sign today that says wealth management. I'm like, that's such a joke. Like we need people to manage wealth and it's so strategic and it's so like, <laughs> if I can't see it, to me, it just seems absurd. And so for me, it's all about seeing things that I can respond to and strategy, like looking at a calendar with like, okay, people can meet with you at these. Like we didn't even do that for this. It was just like, there was no calendar invite because usually when things are set up for me, I'm going to have to break them because something's going to happen that takes me to the place I'm actually supposed to be and away from the thing that was like super planned. I cannot, I cannot do that. Like I know that it's the norm for people to have their website and have their calendar and like book <laughs> and stuff like, like any time that I've tried to do that, I just feel so, it feels wrong for me. Mm -hmm. It feels really wrong. Like even, I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow to be honest sometimes. And that's how yeah. I, that's, that, that's what feels most comfortable to me and it's so funny because yeah. I, I just had like such a moment of success lately with my receptiveness I mm. was traveling uh to visit a few friends of mine um in London and I was there mm. and they would like make all of these plans and then be like hey we're doing this on Friday do you want to do this and I'd be like can I tell you closer to the time mm -hmm. and then you know I kind of got them to to ask me 
closer to the time and then you know eventually I would be like yes or no or whatever and then they would be like oh you know yourself so well you know it's so annoying when you know we ask someone and they say yes and then like we can sense that they don't actually know like it's just better to be honest and just be like yeah Yeah. I'm not there in my process yet and you know like it's Mm -hmm. open and when they reflected back to me like oh you know you know yourself so well and you you kind of manage your time so well when on the outside it can look like pure chaos like the way that I do my sessions is pure chaos because people will just like dm me and then I'll be like yeah I'll get back to you and at some point of time I do maybe and sometimes I don't and if it has to work Mm -hmm. out it works out and if it doesn't then it it kind of doesn't which is not yeah way of doing business but then again I'm not strategic I am so receptive it's ridiculous and now it feels so good that I can be that you know it's like following the seasons though like that's how my emotional wave feels too sorry my headphones always fall out um I can't like plan things until it feels right and it's not even planning it's more I'll know when things need to come together like I don't water my garden on a schedule I water it when I look at the plants I'm like you need water or like I'll just feel it that's I don't know it's so hard to explain to people but like when I'm supposed to meet with people like my calendar is barely open but students find me and that they also have access to my phone number and they text me and they're like can you meet I'm like let me check my calendar which just means let me have some time to like <laughs> sit with it and I don't know the past like year when I'd overbooked myself and just felt like I'm not supposed to meet with this person, they'd cancel. Like that stuff started happening. It's almost like the whole fractal, like everything moving according to like its line of geometry. You don't need to strategize if you're on your line of geometry, it's gonna fall into place how it's supposed to. You're just not the one mentally orchestrating it. Yeah, that's that's really beautifully put. and. I, I really am noticing that in my experience where when you're just being yourself, you can just breathe. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. I've lived so many years of my life just not breathing uh, yep. deep, <laughs> deep breaths. And that's a hard, that's a hard thing, thing to experience. And I and it's mm-hmm. it's hard to see that that's what the world is. Like nobody is yeah. breathing. Nobody is really acknowledging their beingness and living from from that place and what Mm. a what a privilege we have you and I and anyone else who's come across a knowledge like this to Mm. be able to have a chance at it you know yeah and like we don't know if if we're really the people who are going to make it all the way to the end we don't know if it's if it's written for mm-hmm. us it's written for us if it's on the if we're on the fractal we're on the fractal but even to have a chance even to have these moments of you know that's what I say like I know there's all of this like oh there are only so many people that are going to go all the way like even people who can just as as HD tourists can just come and get mm-hmm. access to like little bits of themselves and maybe yeah. they'll go all the way but they get access to that even that mm-hmm. improves your life tremendously tremendous it doesn't make you a passenger no um that's a whole different trip but it still helps so you know like I really in some ways am really for having a bunch of people just come to HD and like maybe they don't go all the way and maybe that they're like not so great information it's not really in our hands who who goes where anyway right eventually Mm -hmm. it's all set out so I'm happy that HD is becoming popular and I'm happy that even if there are a lot of pop HD accounts like it's fine you can exist because Mm -hmm. at least you you get people like just that much closer because it's not possible for all of us to to go all the way but that's just the way I look at it you know it's so funny I don't even care about any of that (laughs) like I care about the people that I know about that I've met or that like I connect with regularly and that's that's what's been so funny about now that I know like that's why since I'm tribal when I try to focus too much on the collective so like big current events the news all of that stuff I'm just like 
it drains all of my energy and I don't even have anything unique to say about it or to contribute. I have no response for it because it's not for me. And so I'm, I don't know, like the work that I do with people, because I, when I was in the pop HD space, I built this whole business. I went live every week on Facebook. I had a website. I had like a whole class that I was teaching. Like it was totally in desire transference. I mean, I'm innocence. I'm not here to teach anyone anything, you know, role model, I guess, but whatever. I, now I'm just like, if people are meant to work with me, I have to get to know them first. I need to have time to sit with it. And they almost have to come to me several times because I, I don't know. I'm not out here to preach to anyone, especially not the collective. Yeah. So I, I'm a collective preacher. I'm like, and I love that. I love that about you. I'm like standing on the rooftops and screaming to the collective, all of my thoughts. Uh, what else am I going to do as a mental projector, you know, with, yeah. with my channel? So I love that. I love how different we all are. You know, that just brings mm -hmm. so much like joy to me. Just how differently we are, like our book. Like, that's mm -hmm. the whole point of HD, right? But every time I have a conversation with another person, I'm like, wow, we're so different. Wow, it's mm -hmm. so cool. Wow. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's It never stops being epic differentiation. Mm -hmm. It never stops being like oh my a gosh. true joy, honestly. And seeing people continue to differentiate has been fascinating too, especially people who have things in common with me. So if they're also third lines, just like seeing our relationship change as we like break the bond and come back in whatever aspect it is, right? Like friendship or otherwise, but seeing other people with consecutive determination go deeper into that experiment or seeing like other folks with innocence like how that continues to evolve as they become more themselves and all the things that I thought we had in common may actually not be the case. So I don't know. It's just, it's like, I get to see them when we're like, like geometrically aligned and then we like go these separate ways and it's like, oh, that's over. Okay, well, all right. Yeah. Nice knowing you, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. But you know, these interactions, these correct interactions that, that happen, and again, I have stopped judging the, the, the quality of a relationship from how long it is. Yes. It really mm -hmm. doesn't matter. You can meet someone for 10 minutes and they can touch you yeah. to the point where you can remember them for the rest of your life and be grateful for it. And you can spend 20 years with someone and yeah. just, just not care as much or just not be touched by by the quality of their presence as much and I really feel that when these correct inter interactions happen no matter how mm -hmm. long they are they they're there for a reason and they do mm -hmm. they either change you or they support you or they share something mm -hmm. that is that is very valuable and helpful to you so you know I the, and the more that you the more that you're on like following your strategy and the more that you're in your experiment the more these interactions happen where it's like the mm. quantity falls off in a lot of ways and sometimes there can be this insecurity about oh my god like there's such a lull or you know like it, it not especially like for projectors sometimes that happens where it's like and I'm yeah. sure it's a generator as well when you're just waiting um yeah for for and especially for you because you're interested in in going deeper with people and building mm -hmm. bonds right that's important for you as well like it's important for me in a different way but it's very mm -hmm. important for you as well so when now when you're in your process and that happens less often sometimes you can be insecure but when when the correct interactions do happen you're like ah oh, yes better than what all of the quantity that I had before mm -hmm. but what I really want to hear about a little bit more is your determination and were you eating according to your determination before naturally <laughs> no, no not at all what but I know you have more please say more <laughs> there's yeah, more I can spend 10 minutes asking you the question that you know like tell me about your journey with your determination and I'm also very curious so my specific area of interest in human design 
that I just keep coming back to is cognition. And so yeah. I would like want to definitely hear your journey and process with regards yeah. to those two. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'll probably bring environment into this too, because that makes a big difference in my cognition. Um, okay. Determination. I was so pissed off when I found out that I was consecutive. I was like, really? I'm supposed to eat one thing at a time? Like, that's messed up. I was not well, eating was. like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think any of them are easy, honestly, because we're in a homogenized space that is supposed to like make all of us the same. And that doesn't help any of us. So uh, I grew up in a family. Now, the nice thing was, we didn't have meal times. Like I have a lot of, I have nine brothers from three different marriages. Um, my parents were both projectors. And so there was always food, but it was never like sit down at the table and eat meals together. Like nobody was ever home at the same time. So there was lots of food to eat. I definitely snacked a lot, but there was a lot of processed food. My parents were from that generation of like Betty Crocker make meals really quickly by like using canned soups as sauces and whatnot. Um, so that kind of shifted as I got into my mid twenties and started eating a little bit better, healthier. I was working in a restaurant that had a lot of whole foods, but definitely still mixing my foods. Like the idea of just eating a tomato or just eating a banana or I don't know. Like I didn't, I never thought about that. So, I mean, I went gluten-free for a long time because I started having digestive issues in my twenties. Um, I've, I've done all the elimination diets, dairy-free, nut-free, all of that. Let's see. I did some of the medical mediums cleanses. Ooh, I don't want to promote his stuff though. Sorry. <laughs> Take that out. <laughs> Um, maybe that's great for some people. Like maybe that's what they're, you know, especially anybody who's cold thirst, like the juice cleanses. Sure. But I was drinking celery juice and that felt awful. Like I just like, no, never again. Definitely was not a sacral. Yes. Um, and I just got really cold. And then I started meeting with an herbalist who said, you need to be making bone broth and like, you need to be eating a diet. Like people traditionally ate before we had all of this modern Western diet. And I don't really think any of that matters. Like nobody can tell me what I'm supposed to eat. And so now a lot of times, like the meals that will come up that are based in family history, I can now feel when I'm eating those again to see if it's my mind wanting it or my body responding to it, or if it's an emotional like attachment. So I used to make fruit pies every summer with like my mom's pie crust recipe. And I like, haven't had any response for those this past year. Cause I'm like, I really just want the peaches. I don't want all of that other stuff. Um, I don't eat 100% consecutively right now. It's sort of morphed into this outer vision is responding to what I'm seeing in my garden. And I'm going to take this ingredient and then I'm going to go over here and be like, oh, but I want to add this to it too. Like I was just going to saute tomatoes, but now I want to add zucchini that I grew or dill that I got from the farmer's market. Because again, if I know who has grown it, I don't know it. There's just this connection to the people I know and the food that they're producing that feels good. And I'll go through phases of like, I only want to eat this or like this kind of stuff. So if it's, you know, salads for like five days straight. And when I say salad, it's usually going to be like my cherry tomatoes with some dill and then maybe some cheese on it. I don't know. And then Pascal will go buy like that cheese I've been eating. And I'll be like, I don't want that anymore. And he's just like, but you, what? And I'm like, no, I'm done with that. Like bond broken. So consecutive, sometimes I follow it. Sometimes I don't, if I, I'm also noticing now, if I don't feel comfortable in a space, like if I'm not in a Valley or a space where I can relax, I can't eat. So I also kind of go. observer in your environment, right? 
Yes. And yeah. wide valleys. Yeah. 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 So anytime, like if there's a meeting that's supposed to be like a working lunch, I don't ever eat food at those things anymore because I'm too like consecutive needs one thing at a time. If I'm going to focus on people, I'm not focusing on food. I can't, I can't do it. Um, I, I kind of go blind to not, not really, but like, I won't see what is actually going to help me survive if I'm stuck someplace that doesn't give me access to like natural light. And that's been one of my big deal breakers lately, like <laughs> being offered spaces where it's windowless spaces to go meet with students. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. And people just don't, they don't get it. And they don't understand how I don't bring lunch to work anymore. I don't sit down and eat lunch. I yeah. eat when I'm hungry. I, I love that you say that because it, it immediately brings, so I am in direct life, but I'm also mountains passive, which means that anytime that I go out, I just, mm -hmm. my body doesn't want to eat. Like I don't want to eat around people. I don't want to eat. Nope in gatherings I don't want to eat no. in the rain uh I will always like choose to stay hungry and then come back yep. to the little mountaintop and just relax and eat in that space because if mm -hmm. I don't do that I can't digest food and my mom no exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah it's too when I travel I I tend to only bring my own food now and it's usually just like I'm going to take a little bag of fruit and, you know, a pack of chips or something simple where I know that I prepared this or put it together for myself, but yeah, eating with other people just feels, it's almost like I feel hurried and rushed and I have to pack it all in. And then I'm not even aware of like, am I full? Am I satisfied? Right. That's not satisfying to me as a generator to eat with other people usually. Yeah. And um, I also feel like when I'm around people a lot, like my determination gets messed mm -hmm. up. Like I often, like if I'm traveling with friends or something, um, I will tend to feel, so I'm in direct light. So I yeah. usually when I'm by myself, uh, and doing my own thing and hermiting, so I don't eat much in the daytime. I mm -hmm. will have like an occasional like coffee and I'll have like a little snack around 4 or 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, but not before that. There's no part of me wants to eat before sundown or around sunset at least. Yeah. But when I'm around people, I will wake up and I will feel hungrier and I feel like I just my my body gets really messed up and then when yeah. I eat when I'm around them I can't digest it very well and I I always come back with an upset stomach or like something like mm -hmm. that so and it, my friends and people around me find my eating habits very strange <laughs> yep same yeah first like I, I'm like three parts right and I'm a hermit and I'm a mental projector I don't like do a lot of physical activity I'm not out and about I'm not interacting with people I'm just studying mm -hmm. by myself or taking meetings from like the comfort of my room right so I don't yeah. eat a lot that's the first conditioning that I always receive that's like oh my god you don't eat at all like mm -hmm. I'm not eat enough for my body you know like yeah. I don't fill myself up to the brim because that makes me so uncomfortable and the second thing I get is like oh you're gonna fall ill because you don't eat and my oh my god I have told I have explained to my <sighs> mom that this mm -hmm. doesn't work for me I I'm not built like you I'm not as active as you I cannot do this yeah just be like you're gonna fall ill and it's been years of me being like no 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 to to the point where now she's like okay fine like you probably you don't fall ill you don't look ill like yeah you're, you're probably okay yeah but if you feel good people are so quick to judge all of that or like the stereotypical you have to have a hot meal you know like you need a good big hot meal and after living in France where it's like everything is very meat and potatoes like you need to have a big meal for holidays they have like six different courses gosh I just think back to that now and how like when I am in France, I just want to eat like bread or like pain au chocolat, you know, like the, the pastries or fruit, but that's pretty much it. I don't want to eat like all the other heavy 
plates of food. What's really been cool is to see the food I don't actually like, but because it was mixed with all this other stuff, I thought I liked it. And it's like, no, I don't really need to eat that anymore. If I can't eat it by itself, I don't want it. So I love that that we can own this, you know, now and that we can really mm -hmm. respect our bodies. And I don't know, it just feels good. Yeah, this life, this life feels so much better than the life yeah. that I that I previously had. And like externally, maybe not a lot has changed. And maybe in the eyes of a lot of people, a lot of things have deteriorated, like in their yeah. eyes for me, especially. Uh, but I just feel really great about my body and about my life and, and the way that I approach it now and nobody else needs to get it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I know that's, there's so much power in being able to just say like, well, you don't have to understand why I do this, but I know I can't not do this. So yeah, well, I don't have to make note. them understand. <laughs> yes. Do you do you feel complete? I know that you have to go pick up Marcel from school. I so I don't want to uh overextend <laughs> my conversation with you, although I would love to. I mean, there's so much that, that we can talk yeah. about. Uh, we can definitely do this again. Like <laughs> yeah, I know I, that you have other people you want to talk to. I I don't blame you, but no, we but could we do definitely a, do a part two at, at some yes. point. And things will fall into place as they did this time around yeah but I love, love I loved our conversation and everything that you shared and I think it's going to be really supportive to people out there that mm. that have maybe emotional authority or the gender yes. like there's just so much in there mm. that we spoke about that can be so supportive yeah. and valuable so thank you so much for your time yeah. thank uh, you great questions I love yeah I love the projector <laughs> questions they're always the best <laughs> well thank you Courtney thank you Pragya mm -hmm.